Welcome to this week's edition of Hockey Unfiltered, the podcast with Ken Campbell. I'm Dylan Waugh. I'm Ken's sidekick. I am the Joshua Waugh to Ken's Connor Bedard. Oh, there we go. Topical. Yeah, check us out on Twitter at HockeyNoFilter, at, of course, Ken underscore Campbell27, and at underscore Dylan Watt. Today we're going to be talking about World Juniors, World Juniors, Carolina Hurricanes, and Hot Takes. I felt like there deserved to be two World Juniors in there. Yeah. 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 Well, it's the World Junior, but we're doing two of them, so you can call it the World Juniors, <laughs> or or the World Junior Championships. I've, when it's actually the World Junior Championship, why do people get that wrong all the time? <laughs> it's just one championship. I've never understood the debate on that. I, I've never understood the debate on that, but uh, why does it not do surprise not, me that you're in on it? Why do you not understand it? It's the easiest thing to understand. No, but it's like the Stanley It's like Cup, Happy the, like, New like Year's. The playoffs. What are these people doing? Happy New Year's. Apostrophe S makes it possessive. It's your year. Get it, King. Nay. <laughs> <laughs> it's New Year's Eve. Apostrophe S because the Eve belongs to the New Ken, Year. Ken, shut up. Shut but, up. Shut up. Shut up. Happy New not Year. Happy New, happy new Year's. <laughs> I've been seeing this since New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And by the way, this is our this is our one year anniversary. I thought we started before the before this. I did we? Oh I, I, okay. wow, you seemed so sure of it. And then I just said that and you it's, were No, it's so it's our paper anniversary. Oh, okay. And I was going to give you, a, and I forgot to bring it because it's late. And I was going to give you a blank sheet of paper. I was going to make you a thousand um, paper cranes. <laughs> you know, and, before we started recording, I asked yeah. Ken, I said, uh, I said, how did you like working with, with me when we first started? He said, not at all. And I said, how about now? And he said, a million times that. <laughs> That is an Emo Phillips joke that I steal and 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 change slightly all the time. Well, we all know that none of your humor is original, so that doesn't No, none of me. your humor is original. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. We should do late night podcasts more often. We should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I should drink before them more often. You're talking about your diet coke, right? Yeah, Cuz no. I'm seeing it there. I'm actually doing dry January. Oh, are you doing dry January? Doing dry January, yeah. I, I've been doing dry January for like 10 years. I know. Yeah. But not just dry January. It's hell. Yeah. No, just, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, not just dry, dry January. There's a February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December also in there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, all of them. So let's talk. We just uh, watched Canada, U.S., in the world junior with no S, which is a thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, there's more than one junior there playing, right? No, I think you can call it the world juniors. Yeah. Yeah, but but you can't call it the world junior championships. It's the world junior championship. Okay, that I agree with. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I'll, because I'll, championship I'll, I'm, I'm willing is to ex- one championship. I'm willing to accept, accept the world juniors. Unless, unless you're one of them hippies that subscribes to them all being winners. <laughs> everybody gets a trophy everybody gets a trophy which is ruining sports for some reason even though there's better athletes now than there ever was in the history of mankind right but of course yeah participation medals it's not have ruined sports it's, it's not ruining sports it's ruining society <laughs> oh Ken, ah, we're raising a generation of entitled pukes that's our problem <laughs> And I'm yelling at the clouds now as I say it. I was going to say, you know, if you, it's, you're normally on the right side of history, mm-hmm. but if you're going to be on the wrong side of history for something, then this is a good one because it's fairly benign. This is toxic, Dylan. I'm leaving. This is toxic. This is toxic. I'm going through a lot right now. You realize okay? you're talking I'm, about my generation. I'm going through a lot right now. Okay, <laughs> this you're. This is toxic. I don't have to. You can't take my power away from me. <laughs> 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 you can't take my voice. I have good. my voice. Yeah. And you're toxic. Did you ever watch uh <laughs> did you ever watch um Parks and Rec? Uh some some of it. I couldn't really get into it to be honest. There with was you. this one really good line and it was like the the league of 
of like underappreciated middle-aged white guys or so- something along these lines. <laughs> and this the, the guy's like, the, the spokesperson yeah. is like, we refuse to stand for this. As a white man, we have had things really bad just recently. And we... <laughs> Yeah, historically, we have not won any lotteries. I jokingly said to a friend of mine the other day, I was like, uh, I was like, well, if you could have the world hand, like, why do you think these old, these white guys are mad? Like, if if that was an option, wouldn't you just take it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Of course you would. We win again. Hey, wait a minute. No, we don't. We didn't win this time. What the hell's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, listen, we'll have a cry fest about that later. But tell me what you thought about that Canada-US game. Um, I didn't think it was a six-two game. I thought it was. I thought that. Well, you would be wrong. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I didn't think it was. Uh, it was indicative of a six-two game. How's that? Didn't feel like a six. I was game. actually driving here when it was five-two. Who got the final goal? And 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 the Joshua Wah. He got another one, eh? Yeah. Did, he he put it in the empty net. Oh, did Bedard get an assist on it? Don't remember. Okay. Well, if he did, he's up to 23. If he didn't, he's at 22 points. Anyways, um I thought it was I thought it was uh it was it was a real test for Canada. I thought they responded pretty well. I still don't know how good this team is though. They're hard to I, I don't know how good they are because like they're not, you know, I mean, and Craig Button said it. I said it in on Hockey Unfiltered. I said that this team had the potential to be a uh, right there to go in the annals with the 1995 team, the 2005 team, uh, yeah. as one of the greatest teams that Canada's ever had. Mm-hmm. It, it's not going to. I, I, even if they beat Czechia ten nothing in the final, it's not. It's not going to. Yeah. Um. For for what are we up to? F- six games now. We're up to six games. Yeah. For five games, they were basically carried by one player. Right. Well, and I, I, I think I think he carried them through five games. I think Connor Bedard carried this team through the first five games. Um, well, f- from f- through games two through two through five, because they lost game one, five, two to the checks. But I, I really like I, I'm I, I'm I'm really I'm really still not sure how good this team is. Um, they're good, um, but I thought they'd be a lot better. I thought I I thought they were going to have a lot more offensive weapons than they've had. Mm. I even though they've scored quite a bit, uh, and I thought their defense was going to be impenetrable. I really did. Yeah, I thought this defense core was just going to be like shutting people down at the blue line every time, one and done. Thanks for coming out. You guys are done, and it's not that way. This this defense has actually struggled a little bit. They've struggled a lot. Yeah, yeah, and and so I'm not sure how good they are. I I think uh, I think if Connor Bedard has any kind of game tomorrow, and the Canadians win, I think he go he will go down in history as one of the greatest as the greatest World Junior player Canada has ever produced. So Bedard has 21 points. No, he's got at least 22. If he didn't get an assist on that, this might not be this might not be yeah. updated immediately. But uh, uh, what I'm looking at, but um, pretty sure he has 20. Second on Canada is Logan Stankoven with nine. I know, I know. So I know. I mean, 20, you're not wrong about this, right? It, it, like, like a long, long time ago, long, yeah. long time ago, like in the 80s, Ramo Hellman outscored the next, the next highest score by nine points. Yeah. And that's that's the biggest gap there's ever been between first and second. Yeah, scoring in the World Juniors, and and this year it's it's probably going to be substantially bigger than that. I mean, Logan Cooley was ten, I think, behind Bedard going into this game. I know he had one goal, and Bedard had at least two points, so it might be it might be as much as eleven, and and it'll probably grow. You know who uh, the uh, team Canada reminds me of? Who? Oh, also, quick side note. Uh, you know that Montreal is Canada's team now because all of Halifax did the Ole Ole song by the end of uh, <laughs> oh, did they? The yeah. game, yeah, yeah. 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 They, they sang the the Montreal Canadiens uh, song, so you know you can call it the Maple Leafs. All you, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the the team Canada reminds me of in terms of for an NHL comparison, the New York Rangers. Okay. I remember watching the playoffs last year with the New York Rangers and there was just there's just something wanting everywhere for their skill level. 
for for their forwards, you know, some guys were putting up points and all the rest of it. But but when you really when you think about that lineup, and of course being led by Panarin, when you think about what that lineup is, it just it just felt like nobody was putting that team on their back. You know, they're scoring by committee. When you think about the defense, of course, being led by Adam Fox, it once again, it like it it shouldn't have been impenetrable because that's just not the Rangers game. Yeah. Never has been. Yeah. Just ask Lundquist, who yeah, yeah. made their defense look reasonable for like mm-hmm. 10 years, mm-hmm. right? It, it wasn't going to be impenetrable, but it just felt like it should be better than what we saw in the playoffs last year. And there was almost this like this feeling of on one hand, I don't know what's not working. That's make that that's not whatever. But on the other hand, hey, it's fun hockey to watch. Yeah. Like I was just like when I turned on the game tonight, I'm just like, I just love this sport so much. Well, I but, just I, I love this tournament because to me, it like the momentum swings that you see at this level. Yeah. Like even when you get the best guys. Yeah. Like in junior hockey, there's all sorts of momentum swings all the time. Yeah. Because of because you're dealing with 17, 18, 19 year old kids, right? Yeah. But you would think like at this level where you've got the best of the best. Yeah. It it wouldn't happen as much, but it does. Like the momentum swings are just ridiculous, and I think that's what makes it so exciting. It's if not um, more. Yeah, 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 and yeah. and and that and um, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I mean, I, let's keep in mind Canada is in the final. Yeah, and they, I think they will win. Um, and so they're so if they do do that, I mean, they've won the tournament that you can't do any better than that you can't can't do any better than that yeah um but i you know i i did not real like this was a team that i did not envision being carried by so few players like two two never before has so much been known by so many (laughs) to so few but but two players i mean connor bedard and thomas millage i mean tonight it was thomas millage i thought yeah i thought i thought i thought he was the difference in the game that and you know two called back goals, one which, you, both of which you agree with, one of which I agree with. I I didn't agree with the with the Jackson Blake goal being called back. Yeah. Um, so tell me why you don't agree with that goal being called back? Uh, well, because he was pushed in by uh, by Zellweger. He was pushed into he was pushed into the goalie by Zellweger, and even then, man, it wasn't that. It wasn't. I don't know. I don't know. To me, it was very negligible. I just so to me, I just think that, and of course, you know, ha ha bias. It kind of it's like it's sort of like a homerism, right? But for goaltenders, but but to me, I think you you need freedom of movement within your crease, mm-hmm. and whether he was pushed into the goalie or put, not pushed into the goalie, the, the contact with the goaltender is almost incidental at that point. I, I, at the end of the yeah. day, the puck is going left, the play is going left, the goalie wants to go left, the goalie can't go left. Period. Okay. Whether right. he's pushed or not pushed, or who incident or who initiates contact or whatever the case is, it's it's as simple as it that crease made, is there, yeah. so that you. And this is my dirty trick, by the way. My dirty trick is I always, always, always initiate contact with a player in my crease, mm-hmm. no matter what. Right. And especially if I'm going somewhere close to where he is, yep. even if he's even if he's not directly my way or he's standing off to the side, I will always initiate contact. You'd be eating my stick <laughs> so many times. <laughs> I would just be shoving it right down your throat, buddy. <laughs> I know you would. I've seen you play. <laughs> um, but you get what I'm saying. Though. Yeah. And, and so, so, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to be. I don't want to belabor this too much yeah. because I think even if U.S. scores on that game, it makes it a better game. I don't think they win, but uh, yeah. it probably would have made it a more compelling game. Um, so, so Milic, he really, he really took the the spot, eh? Like from when he first went in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's really taken this. Oh, of course, he's he's taken the crease. Yeah. And, and it was theirs. It was his to take after oh, yeah. game one. It was his to take after game one. Yeah. Because as good as Czechia is, that game was largely dictated by poor goaltending. The the opening game of the tournament that Jackie yeah, yeah. beat Canada 5-2. Yes. Um so yeah. So I I don't, you know, I mean obviously Canada's got that sorted out now, you would think. Unless yeah. the kid just, you know, falls d- off a cliff. Yeah, or yeah, doesn't, whatever. you know, yeah. has a bad night or whatever. Puts up a stinker. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um 
I wanted sir. to speak to one thing. So when when Milic took the net, this is just like a little nerdy nerdy detail. He stumbled and fell when he was doing his little warm up movements. Did mm-hmm. you notice that? You saw that? What tonight? No, no. When uh, when I, Milic I think, first took yeah, the net. I think I, I think I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and I just wanted to speak to that. I, I'm very convinced. That you know how spiders they 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 put out their web like in a way that they know that this strand is sticky and that strand's not sticky. Okay, I'm convinced that goaltenders have a subconscious thing in their mind in terms of how they move through their crease and how their skates move through their crease. So they get used to the grooves and the and the chips and stuff that they put into their crease. And so stepping into somebody else's crease, it's not something that I oh, thought okay. about okay. until until uh, the pro camps last summer. Okay, right. Where all of a sudden I'm stepping into creases where I step in after this goalie and I'm stumbling and I step in after this goalie and I'm not stumbling because uh, he moves okay. more similar to, to uh, me okay. and I step okay. in. And it's just something that I've, I've been thinking a lot about. But hmm. um, there was, of course, a lot of consternation about him getting in the crease and then falling immediately. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, ah, okay. give it, you know, give it, <laughs> yeah. give it a minute. But uh, but yeah, give it a minute. It's uh, it's really, really um, it's 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 been a really remarkable performance by him. Yeah, and, and especially and for a guy who's not drafted, stacking the pads. Yeah, when he after the misplay behind the net, I mean, it wasn't really his misplay; it was, it yeah, was yeah. A, a, a bad bounce on the boards, right? It happens. But stacking especially the pads on there, this ice, ugh. yeah, woof. the ice was woof. I have never ever heard of the idea of taking an extra uh, time in the uh, between periods. Like that should never happen in a Canadian arena. Like, I, like it's cold one, here. You have one job. Yeah, it's, it's cold one job. here. Like it's two and a half degrees plus <laughs> two and a half degrees Celsius here, which I mean is granted, of course, above freezing. It has been it has been very warm in Halifax. Jeez, am I should I start wintering in Halifax? <laughs> Something I never thought I'd heard myself say. Global warming is for real, people. Climate change. Like let's not yeah, uh, yeah, let's not yeah. deny this here. You know. Um Anyways, I, I, I just, uh, I'm, I'm really, really impressed with this kid. And of course, Connor Bedard, uh, uh, Joshua Waugh had himself a heck of a game. He did. So tell me your biggest surprises so far uh, for this Team Canada. Then we're going to start to talk about Team USA a little bit. My biggest surprises, uh, like I said, I, I, I think the biggest surprise is that I thought there was going to be, there was going to be more, um, there were going to be more, more players contributing more uh, all around on this team rather than being carried by a couple of players. I thought the defense was going, like I said, I thought the defense was going to be a lot better than it is. Yeah. Like, like that was what I, that was kind of what I was basing my, my projection, my projection on like of this team being one of the all time great teams, you know, like, cause they were, I thought they were going to shut guys down. I thought they were going to shut people down. Like there was no tomorrow and they haven't at all. I just thought um, that nobody was going to get the puck. Yeah, yeah, and tre- yeah, you know. and that's the thing too. I mean, you know, it, it's it's that's the best way to play defense is to keep it in the other team's end. Yeah, which Canada has actually done a very good job at, and did a very good job at tonight. Yeah, a- in that game, and I mean, still got like forty five shots against or yeah, something like yeah, that. but they still but they still did a pretty good job of sticking with it and not like collapsing. Yeah, like I thought Sweden, you know, and. This tournament is, it's all teenagers, and I I try not to be too hard on these kids, but yeah. because it's pro it's part of the way they're coached and it's part of the system they have in Sweden. Mm-hmm. But the Swedes deserved exactly what they got. Yeah, today. Yeah, they they took a one nothing lead and then they just collapsed. We have and a they, Swedish and they, contributor. They did not. They did not do anything in the third period. Yeah, nothing. Like yeah. they didn't even try to create any offense in the third period and in the overtime and three and three overtime. Like these two teams managed to make three on three overtime boring. Like it was incredible. And I thought that Sweden was playing for a shootout. Yeah. And when you play for a shootout, sometimes you don't get to participate in the shootout. Yeah. Because it ends before then. And that's what happened today. So I I don't feel sorry for the Swedes because I think they got exactly what they deserved. Yeah. Which was to lose that game. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and I, I think it's, it's, I've watched enough Swedish hockey and enough Swedish teams over the years to know that that is endemic of how they approach the game. Yeah. And they've done it ever since like the fifties when they were a small hockey country that would get killed by Russia, mm-hmm. you know, and they sort of just def- adopted this defense first, you know, shut it down kind of thing. And they've never changed, even though they continue to produce some of the most 
dynamic, dynamic, yeah. wonderfully skilled players yeah. that we're seeing in the NHL now and, and in the world, they still like roll four lines all the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and they they just they don't play they play not to lose. And and that and it bit them today. Big, big time it bit them. So tell me one one player on Team Canada that you that has done a lot better than expected, and one team player on Team Canada that you've thought has done worse than expected. Um, better than expected. Let me think. I'm trying to I'm trying to go through. I mean, I mean, I expected Joshua Watt to be good because he was really good in summer. Yeah. Um, but he, I mean, tonight he really put his signature on this one. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. Well, um, this cannot be like, so for me, my pick for better than expect, expected is Gunther. And uh, I, knew I, I was actually, be- actually he had, I kind of think he's the other way. Really? I expected him to be more dynamic and more productive in this tournament. So he hasn't been more very productive from a points side yeah. of thing. Yeah. But he is just like. And he, every, it almost feels like every time that there is an opportunity in the offensive zone, he, the, the, the puck has touched his stick. Yeah. And, and so that like, it's, it's one of these things. So that's why I say with Joshua, Watt, like for you, it, it's okay to know that the guy was good. He's playing in the world juniors. He's good. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. But like, I guess, so I always knew that Gunther was a good player, but mm-hmm. I think that, I think it took me by surprise to see some of the more uh f- how do you even put it just some of the more inventive plays that i've seen him make yeah. and attempt to make in the offensive zone and he's been a bit of a jack of all trades because he's getting yeah. a lot of defensive zone starts good stick defensively like he's just you know he's which is also another thing that i didn't really expect from him actually i think the answer to that question the player that i thought that's better than i thought he was going to be it's Connor Bedard, and I thought he was going to be their best player. <laughs> yeah, like I really did. I thought yeah. he was going to be their best player. I thought he was going to be dynamic. I yeah. thought he was going to be a difference maker. I had no idea he was going to be this good. Like he's he's even way better than he was in the summer tournament. Like way better. Yeah. And what he's added to his game, in my opinion, like everybody talks about the shot, the shot, the shot, the shot, the shot. Yeah. Like he's dishing, and he's making plays. Mm-hmm. You know. And he's creating offensively in, in in ways other than just, you know, that shot. Right. And so I, I guess he would be my pick. And the guy that I thought Brant Clark, I think Brant Clark would be my guy. Yeah. For the guy who's been not performed to expectation. I would I thought I thought that. a guy that that had, you know, been playing in the American League in the NHL and and had been up in the NHL and had been drafted so high. I, I like he looked. He had a really rough game against Slovakia in the quarterfinal. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And and I I just uh, you know he's being physically pushed around a lot as well. Yeah, which is I, not- I thought I thought that was going to be more. I thought you know I mean before tonight I would have said Adam Fantilli. Uh, yeah, he was really good tonight, but until tonight, he looked like a seventeen-year-old guy playing in the World Juniors. I always wonder if, and and maybe we'll use this as our segue to talk about Team USA. Yeah. I always wonder if NCAA players are uh, have a distinct disadvantage playing in the World Juniors. Because when you watch, you watch junior hockey. Yeah. You know what OHL and, a- and QMJHL, I almost said AHL because I'm an idiot. <laughs> yep. Yeah, <laughs> no arguments here. Yeah, stop me when you disagree, okay? You know what OHL and QMJHL and WHL look like here, and it's a it's a torrid pace of hockey, right? It looks like something that you would call junior hockey. It's go go go, right? And when you watch NCAA, it's more cerebral. It's more you know. Well, the players are older. The players are older. They're, they're yeah. more physically developed, and, and and they're more prepared for their opponents. Better coaching systems. They're more prepared for their opponents because they have a week to prepare for each opponent. Right. right. Yeah. And so I've always yeah. wondered if NCAA players uh, are are given a disadvantage showing up to a tournament where the style of play is a lot more similar to Canada's junior system. I, n- I never really thought of it, but it, I thought of it that way. But you might be you might be onto something because I. I like, like for, for me that the um, 
the thing that that this tournament looks like a lot now is like the I remember all I remember is the 2010 Olympics. Yeah. Chaos, 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 chaos. Right. That's all it was. Yeah. Like I remember talking to Ken Hitchcock about it and he said we had no ability to put any to have any impact on the game. Yeah. Because, and I was like, yeah. And that's Ken Hitchcock yeah, I was, saying I was that. like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because he said the pace was just so fast. You just had no time to react. You know, it was just, we we could not put our stamp on the game because it was, the pace was just so quick. Yeah. And so I see this here too. Yeah. Like it's just, you know, push, push the pace, constantly push the pace, unless you're Czech Republic and Sweden today, which was not push the pace. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, yeah, you might be right. You might be right. But I mean, there have been a lot of guys who've had a lot of success in this tournament, college players, you know, or, or soon to be college players yeah. from, from, from the U S soon to be college players is a different situation than college players. But I it just, is. I guess I was thinking about Van Tilly. I was thinking about Caulfield. Yeah. I was thinking about, um, even Cooley has been good. I think he's been very good. I don't know if he's what I expected. Yeah. I mean, Red Savage has been good. Snuggerud's been good. That that top line was good for the U.S. They were. really good. The, yeah. the biggest difference was, was game-breaking talent. Mm -hmm. If you ask me, the biggest difference is... Uh, Tonight, I think the biggest difference was goaltending. Yeah? I do. No, I, no, I, you... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it was... I think it was I think it was Thomas Millich. Yeah. But I guess, so I, I'm disagreeing a little bit. I'm saying okay. what, what I think the biggest difference was is, is that guy that can just look at the look at the net and look at the puck and just say, this is going in there. Yeah. And 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 Logan Waugh, he had that swagger. Joshua tonight. Waugh. Jo <laughs> <laughs> Logan Cooley, Joshua Waugh, it's all a big yeah, yeah. mix up yeah. in this whole, this whole thing I call a noggin. But, uh, yeah. but he, he had that swagger tonight where... You know, he just, you just saw it. And of course, Bedard has had that swagger a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, Slovakia kind of threw him through a bit of a loop, but even still, like that only just angered him further to right. to score right. that big overtime goal that we saw. And and Logan Cooley scored a pretty nice goal at the beginning of the game from off of a face-off play. Yeah. Right? But he just, you know, that, that incredible dynamic play that that I, and and as regular listeners know i love logan cooley like i i was that was kind of like my uh dark horse pick for the canadians dark horse pick for the canadians was logan cooley i thought i thought if not right then let's do with let's get cooley <laughs> yeah both wrong yeah. <laughs> as is so often my life yeah <laughs> As is so often my life, yeah. But but my point is, is that I, he just didn't look dynamic. He didn't get that puck on his stick mm. and hold it and rag it and just like a dog yeah. with a bone. Yeah. yeah, you know he was he was shooting it off like a hot potato, or he's pa passing it to the next guy. He just didn't look like I, I felt like what, I, yeah, what my expectation was. Yeah, I felt like I felt like for that American team, I felt like they were a little too waterbuggish, you know. Really fast, really skilled, um, really small defense, eh? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and I just thought that they were they moved the puck well. They they were really fast. They really made things happen. But yeah, but there was there was some oomph missing from that. You know, they didn't have they didn't have they didn't, they didn't have an Adam Fantilli who could go to the net and score a goal like he like he scored tonight. Right? They didn't. You have know, the like that, that, that. They they didn't have that that big presence, you know? Yeah. Particularly on the blue line. Yeah. And it was really good a lot of times when they were like exiting their zone because they're ridiculous. Yeah. Because they're so good. Yeah. And they're so, so fast and they're so skilled. Yeah. But I think that kind of caught up with them a little bit too. Right. And and that, that goes to my point about the game-breaking talent because especially in the second period, how many odd man rushes did they get? Tons. How many great situations Tons. did they get without putting... Yeah. The puck in the net. And and now, of course, you know, we're talking about chicken or the egg here, right? With whether that's talent or millage. But like at this level, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At, at, at on a best well, you, on best thing with a two on one. You need the goal. You need a goal. You and, need somebody and, that looks at that net and just yeah, says, yeah. this is a goal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's not to take anything away from millage. He played excellent. 
He earned everything, every yep. every praise yep. that he got tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Before tonight's game, my hot take was going to be that that uh, Milic is a great goalie and, and, and Canada's goaltending is underrated at this point because everybody's hating it on it on Twitter. But yeah. can't say that one anymore because it's quite obvious that he's arrived at the party. But my point is, is that, yeah, with all of that, with all of that transition game and, you know, like the nerds, you know, like me, you know, putting up shot attempts and, you know, all the rest of it. They didn't have that. They just, they didn't seem to have that swagger. They didn't seem to have anybody that wanted the puck on their stick for more than about zero seconds. See that to me, this to me, that, that American team, the way you talked about them. Yeah. looks like one of those teams that would be an analytics dream. Right. And, but it doesn't translate. The Claude Julian Montreal Canadiens. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't, you know? Yeah. yeah. So. The Claude Julian Montreal Canadiens led the league in Corsi for like two years in a row. And both years played extraordinarily badly. Yeah. Because yeah. they were just launching pucks at the net, pucks at the net, pucks mm-hmm. at the net. Mm-hmm. And and they didn't have game-breaking talent. And they didn't have guys that, you know, could hold that puck on their stick. And that's why that's why Cooley's performance leaves me wanting. Because you know what he can do. You know that this guy could stick mm-hmm. handle in a phone booth flying through a twister. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we know that about him. And so to see him, every time that the puck hits his stick, he's firing it off of the net or ringing it around the glass. or Like, you know what I mean? It just, you know, the way that Bedard wanted that puck at the end of the, the Slovak game and he was like, I'm going to score this frigging goal and nobody's going to stop me. Yeah, yeah. Like, nobody. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't do it this time. I'm doing it again. No, right. I didn't do that time. Like, he got like three shot attempts. And I think that well, one was on that. Sh- he had nine shots before that. And right. he could, and he couldn't score. So I think he finally said, well, I can't score on this guy from far out. So I guess I'm going to have to deke out Libor Nemitz and then <laughs> deke out Ripet Ripich. And then, uh, and then I'm gonna have to, and then I'm gonna have to go around the goalie and score. Well, I guess I'm just gonna have to do it all myself. I guess so. Yeah. Anything else to say about uh, Team USA? Mm-mm. No. I feel like we haven't talked enough about Connor Bedard, though. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like I think. I tweeted out, like, I, who's like, this Bedard kid? And who's he? <laughs> or, or, no, I, I tweeted out. I don't think that we're talking enough about Bedard. Who did? Who did he get drafted by? <laughs> I just think that that people right now, the big thing is, is is he going to be an all-time great player? Because he might not be a centerman at the NHL level. That's stupid. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Alex Ovechkin is not a centerman. And Alex Ovechkin is going to, whether he or he breaks Wayne Gretzky's scoring record, he is going to go down in history as the greatest goal scorer this game has ever seen. Well, he is now. Yeah. He is. He, yeah. he has been. Like, actually, if he doesn't score he another. He has been for 100 goals. Actually, if he doesn't score another goal, he will go down in history as the greatest goal scorer this game has ever seen. Look. And he's not a centerman. I don't care that he's not going to, if, if he's not going to, if Bedard's not going to play center at the NHL level, I think, in fact, that might help him because then he won't have that responsibility of doing all the heavy lifting in the defensive zone and he'll have more left to be creative and 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 to drive play once he has the puck. I was around for the um Nick Suzuki debate when he was still playing for uh the Knights. Yeah. And uh Montreal fans who maybe watched half a game of him playing on the Knights were going, I don't know that this guy's a center because his face-off percentage is low. Don't think that he'll be a center in the NHL. What, you, do you know what Connor, Connor McDavid's face-off percentage was when he entered the league? It sucked. Sidney Crosby, Crosby couldn't win a draw to save his life when he came into the league. That that comes. That comes. Right. And, but they, what that, I'm they saying, get better at that. Yeah, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, what yeah. I'm, that's what I'm saying is that is that I almost don't, I, I don't care. I don't I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear how you're projecting him. Yeah. He is a world-class talent and he will not cease to be a world-class talent yeah. as he enters and, the NHL and how that talent is used and where that's best. You know, like it's just 
Yeah. It's world class talent. I, I I see to me I heard the debate about yeah. moving McDavid to the wing when he yeah. first joined the league. Yeah. I heard that debate. And one of the reasons why not to for him was uh I, I think that there was some concern about him going uh, you know having to get into board battles and people right. taking runs at him right right and so maybe then you want him at at center because then he's in a better position to not and maybe you have that same argument for bedard but like look you you want to talk about undersized centers there's somebody in new jersey that is knocking on the door yep right now yep whose name is hughes yeah. i forgot yeah. it for a second yeah. <laughs> I, I thought you're gonna pick up my thought well no i thought i you know it was, i thought it was gonna be one of those stupid things where you know people go like some guy named jack hughes yeah yeah you know no, i i literally <laughs> forgot it's, okay. it's, it's, it's late the, what you're gonna this podcast is gonna be released in the morning but uh it's it's 10 15 now and, yeah. and and dad brain is set in but so but i'm just saying he's he's undersized the debate again was will he be a center in the NHL? He's undersized. Blah blah yeah, blah yeah, blah yeah. blah. Maybe it's better not not better to be undersized, but maybe an undersized player is better utilized at center because of that same and you issue. See a lot, you see a lot of it. A lot of guys now, like like the line in Dallas, Trevor Zegers, like the line in Dallas, Rupe, Rupe Hintz and uh, Joe Pavelski. Yeah, they don't two they, kids and an old goat. No, but 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 the, that line works really well because. Uh, they both have a different strong side, right? Right, yeah. And so when they're on Pavelski's strong side, he takes the draw. Yeah. When they're on Hintz's strong side, he takes the draw. Right. You know. So maybe we're gonna see more of that. But but to me, like, I mean, Connor Bedard is bigger than he looks. I he is. He it's really one hundred sixty eight pounds though. No, no, no. He's well. He's over one eighty now. Is he? Yeah. Okay. He's bigger than he looks. Yeah. First of all, but he doesn't. He doesn't strike you as a as a guy that has the dimensions of being a centerman in the nhl okay right. big deal i i just don't care yeah, but the eric Stahl I just, center yeah, archetype yeah, is gone yeah. i just it's i don't already gone. but I, I just i still think he's gonna have a, an opportunity to be just as just as impactful as a winger like i said ovechkin's a winger Guy Lafleur was a winger you know like <laughs> i mean come on who <laughs> you know yeah. i mean there are great wingers in the nhl yeah yeah, no. Artemi Panarin, mm-hmm. right? And 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 Johnny Gaudreau, two guys that are very very undersized. Yep, and uh, have made quite good careers for themselves. Yep, as uh, as wingers. But then and then going into this, the center thing, Trevor Zegers again is another yep. guy who's got you know Bedard's build, and you know is mm-hmm. well this year. Never mind. <laughs> How are they not the worst team in the league? <laughs> How can that be? All they do is lose, and they're still not the worst team in the league. It's incredible. It is incredible. It's like it's almost I, like there's a team losing more, which there is. I know it's incredible. Like, uh, like they had three regulation wins in their first thirty-three games, or something like that. Yeah, and they weren't in last place. Yeah, they still haven't made it to double-digit wins. That's insane. Oh, sorry. No, they just made it. to They got 10. Chicago has still not made it to double digit wins. It's insane. They might not make it at all. <laughs> well, oh, lordy, lordy. Buddy, covering the Montreal Canadiens last year was literally like, okay, no, you write the article tonight. Yeah. No, 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 you write the article yeah, tonight. Well, no, I insist after you. Like, it was just like. It's going to be like that in the second half. It's going to be like that in the second half. It's shaping up that way. It's shaping up that mm-hmm. way. That's for sure. Okay. Okay, let's move on. Uh, check out kencampbell.substack.com for all of Ken's excellent writing and some of his bad stuff too. Yep. <laughs> and of course, check us out on uh, Apple Podcasts. You can also get this e- email directly into your inbox if you uh, sign up for Ken Campbell. Uh, and check us out on Twitter at HockeyNoFilter at Ken underscore Campbell 27. Of course, at underscore Dylan Wah. Before we move on to the next topic, can I tell you quickly about... Uh, no. An email I just got. Yes. This is the best junk mail I've received ever. Or the best spam or phishing scam or whatever this is <laughs> that I've ever received. It's from Email Inc. And it and this con and the subject is account revalidation 2023. From Email Inc. <laughs> oh oh the arbiter of all email is trying to revalidate my account 
What? (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. um, So let's look a little bit towards the final uh, with Canada and uh, and Czechia. And apparently uh, somebody hedged when he was originally going to say that the Czechs were going to get I'm so pissed off at myself. (laughs) Tell me. Ah, because I had them in the medals when I did my original thing. I think I had them... I was I like I I seriously was gonna there were, I was toying with Canada winning gold and Czech winning silver yeah and then I put them forth what a dork <laughs> dip shit I'm so mad at myself yeah because like, I knew they were gonna be good yeah they were good last summer and they had most of their guys coming back yeah and they've got a good like a good big good strong talented team yeah but I think they're gonna lose yeah I I think that they're gonna lose as well. It just it's it's. I think I think game one was a one off. I it was I a mean, bad yeah, it, goal. It was a bad goaltending one off. Yeah, and also I think that Team Canada had not found their stride yet. And by Team Canada, I mean right. <laughs> I don't know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. You, you know what though? Quick honorable mention for Team Canada. Uh, I felt that Shane Wright has been has acquitted himself extremely well in this tournament. He made. Two excellent turnovers in the defensive zone that he turned into big rushes going the other way. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that he put on on Gunther's stick that uh, Gunther didn't bury. And I was like, you've got to bury that when it's given to you on a silver platter like that. You've got to bury it. But um, I, I think that in terms of like Shane Wright really showed to me so far in this in this uh, uh, tournament, he's shown humility and leadership yep. and what we yep. want to see from him. Yeah. And it just seems like he's eaten his slice of humble pie and he's ready to come back. Yeah, I guess. I mean, he's not exceptional. (laughs) He's not. Like, I think he'll be good. Say that to the OHL. I I think, well, yeah, well, I was just going to tell you that if you like the way he's played, you're going to really enjoy watching him play for the London Knights or the Windsor Spitfires or the Peterborough Peets next week. Right. Or one of those teams, or the Kitchener Rangers, yeah, uh, because he's probably going. He's almost, from what I've been told, there's a very, very good chance he's going back t- to junior hockey, and the Kingston Frontenacs will trade him, yeah, uh, and they will get a boatload in return for him, yeah, because junior um, trades are crazy, yeah, and Ethan Del Maestro, who Del Mastro, sorry, who yeah. uh, the assistant captain and the the one of the linchpin defensemen for the Canadian team, he will be traded. Quick thing about Del Mastro. To Sarnia, probably. Did you see him yell into the ref's mic? No. How is that not a trick that guys don't do all the time? When the ref went to announce the penalty. Yeah. And he he went to announce the holding. As soon as he turned on the mic, Del Mastro out of nowhere turns to him and says, watch the tape again. It's not holding. And, <laughs> and you hear that clear as day come through the feed. And the, and the ref quickly tries to turn off that mic. Yeah. And I'm like... If I was ever in a situation, which of course I won't ever be, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is yeah, yeah. the ultimate troll job nice, that you could nice do work. to refs. Nice work. Oh, man. Anyways, anyways. Can't wait till uh, Wes McCauley spills his diaper over that one. <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, Shane Wright, if you, liked, if you liked him in this tournament, watch the OHL because that's where he's going to be playing next week. Yeah. The OHL trade deadline is I don't January know if I agree with you. 10th. January 10th, I think. Yeah. Which is a week from yesterday. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah. No, yeah. I, I I firmly believe that's what's going to happen. Is there one game between now and the trade deadline? Uh, an NHL game? Yeah. Yeah, and I think he'll play in it. Yeah. They're playing Ottawa, and I think he'll go in, he'll, he'll join the team in Ottawa. Yeah. After the World Juniors, he'll play in that game. And stay in Ontario. And stay in Ontario. <laughs> Kingston's not very far. He'll go, he'll pick up his stuff at his billet's house, and he'll go straight to Windsor or London or Kitchener or Peterborough or wherever it is that he's getting traded. They have nine offers for him right now. Kingston has nine solid offers for him. And the going, the going sort of currency for that guy is you can't trade first-round picks in the OHL. Uh, but they want, they want one young roster player. They want three second round picks and three third round picks. And that's what, that's what's yeah, the, the, the number of picks that get traded Some in the kid next that just couple got of out days. Of diapers yeah. It's hilarious. Has just gotten in the, his rights actually traded. in the Quebec league. I remember one year I traced it back and like, it, it was like a nine year old kid just had his rights traded <laughs> you know, cause, cause it was that far into the future. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, should we move on to, uh, Carolina hurricanes? Talk a little NHL. Yeah. 
Yeah, a little bit. Sure. All right. Why not? Why yeah. not? Yeah. Um, Hey, hockey fans, you can light the lamp this winter with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with the same game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN and bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Carolina Hurricanes playing quite well. As you mentioned in the email you sent to me, Ken is the greatest. Oh, I'm not reading that. No. Given that they've just come off an 11 game winning streak, are they a Stanley Cup front runner as we enter 2023? And I wanted to add my own little bit there, which is well, I mean, the whole, two the whole, shutouts in a row. Yeah. The whole hook, though, is that Max, Max Pacioretty's coming back. Yeah. Tomorrow night. He'll be playing. Yeah. Tomorrow night against um, Nashville. Don't you know, Ken, that I'm Dylan Barry's the lead wah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like building suspense that way. Yeah. And, and just when everybody's tuned off, it's when it all pays off, right? Right, exactly. Um, I mean, Max Patretti is designed for that system. Carolina Carolina does a lot of dump and chase, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. that's and that's how they get garner a lot of their offense. And Max Patretti played for Michel Terrien. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I that to me is is like there's your there's your trade deadline. Big trade yeah. trade deadline splash. Right there. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And they could still maybe make a trade deadline splash. Sure they can. Yeah. yeah. I, I Pat Reddy had a very good year last year mm-hmm. for the time that he mm-hmm. played. Mm-hmm. And so like if I'm Carolina, I'm going like, okay, you a hundred percent healthy, Max? Yeah, I'm a hundred percent healthy. Hundred and ten percent? Yeah, I'm a hundred and ten percent. You ever gonna get hurt again? No, I'm never gonna get hurt again. Like like Yeah. What if Presumably they've done that because I'm going to because Don Waddell and Ian Tulski and and that brain Eric trust Tulsky. Eric Tulski <laughs> and that brain trust that they have there and Logan Waugh and yeah they're yeah. <laughs> they're a they're a they're a smart group of fellas let me put it this yeah. way they got a couple yep. IQ points to rub together you know what I mean right and so I'm assuming that they've done that and and so with a healthy max patch ready on your roster it's a game changer it is it is so the question is are they the front runner for the Stanley Cup at as we enter one as we enter 2023 I say yes I still say no I I mean how can you not how can the Bruins not be it at this uh point? I I don't know. I you know th- you know everybody's talking about the last dance vibes with the Bruins. I hate when I say everybody. I I just hate that. There are a large there is a large group of people. I saw a commercial tonight where they said, "Why is everybody talking about I don't know, Nova cell and nasal irrigation?" <laughs> I've never heard a person talk about nasal irrigation in my life. Have have I not invited you to my nasal irrigation get together? No, I'd love to. I, I'll bring my own neti pot. B Y O N P. Bring your own neti pot. Perfect. Anyways, anyways, yeah. Okay, so my nasal irrigation takes place exclusively in the shower. Ah. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh God. All right. So, come on, blowing your nose in your hand is one of the great joys of life, and you got the steam going, so it gets things moving. All right, moving yeah, on. Yeah. You, okay, so tell me why you don't believe in them as a. Oh no, I know. I believe they. I believe they're legitimate. Yeah. But I, I just, I don't know how you can't not pick the Bruins right now. Yeah. And you know what? I think there's a lot to be said. Like you, you don't like the Last Dance vibes, but I, I think there's something to be said for it. No, and, you and, and you know what? You know like what? It? And you know what? I, I saw it in the Winter Classic. Hockey's a different sport. I saw, I saw it in the Winter Classic though. This team, this Bruins team, looks. From the outside, I've been in the room a couple of times, and and so judging by that, this team is is more cohesive than almost any team 
I've seen. These guys genuinely care for one another. Mm-hmm. These guys genuinely play hard for one another, you know? And when they when they won that Winter Classic and when when Jake DeBrus scored the second goal to, to put them up 2-1, like it was, it was, you know, it was heartfelt. It was, mm-hmm. you know, they they are together. They are a group and they are all pulling at the same end of the rope. And I think there's, when you combine that with the talent that they have, I think there's a lot to be said for a team that is that cohesive and, and is on the same page that much. They are very cohesive. Yeah. It's a very willing spirit, but yet the body is weak. It is. Okay, it's not weak. Yeah. But, <laughs> but the NHL playoffs... And they've got the best in a winning goaltender. Ooh. Really? I, I think he's... Would you not Would you not say he'd be a Vezina finalist right now? A Linus finalist? Hallmark? Okay. Yeah, I would. Okay. Hellebuck's won it for me. Oh, I don't know if he's won it, but yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I don't like the, the arguments... Which is why this is it's it's a wonder that you and I get along because I don't like the arguments about the minutia. For me, I'm like, as long as what you say is not stupid, I'm just like, yeah, all right, I'll listen to that. So like, I'll, I'll listen to to Allmark as the as the Vesna winner. I'm I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, it's it's Hellebuck. <clears throat> okay, but it doesn't. It's the same thing with the who's the greatest goalie of all time debate, right? There isn't one. It's Dominic Hasek. That was a contradiction in terms. If there ever was one, there isn't a go- greatest goalie of all time. But it's Dominic Hash. No, there isn't a debate. Oh, there's a, there isn't a goalie. There isn't a greatest goalie all time debate because it's Dominic Hashik. And I'm okay with you having the wrong opinion. Yeah. You see? Yep. See how okay. good that is? Sure. It feels great. It's sure. like uh water off a duck's back. Right. So, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> um, I just it's 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 such a grind. It's just the playoffs are just such a grind. And uh, Carolina acquitted themselves extremely well last mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm. Might also have a Vesna finalist. What do you mean they acquitted themselves well? In the playoffs? They lost the Rangers. Yeah, I know. They should have never lost that series. They lost They lost to Shesterkin. Yeah, they lost to the Rangers. They, they won't be losing to Shesterkin this year. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that anybody's losing to Shesterkin yeah. this year. Um, mm-hmm. No, they they lost they lost as just Durkin. And if one thing that 2010 taught me, it's that after uh, Washington got beat by Halak and Halak alone, and then blew up half their team, you know, it's that you don't overreact to meeting a hot goalie in one round. Right. Right. Don't do it. Yeah. 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 Right. Carolina was good. They continue to be good. Well, they got better. And I they, mean, got, they went out and got right. Brent Burns. They went out, got Brent went, Burns and Max Pacioretty. And, Max yeah, yeah, yeah. and, yeah. and now they you know hopefully who, understand what's ridiculous that. is like Stefan Nason. Who? Yeah. N- yeah. For yeah. Carolina. Yeah. Like how did, when did he get so good? <laughs> I don't know. I think he leads them in power play goals. I'm not sure. Really? But I think he leads. I think he leads them in power play goals. Really? Yeah. Check. Did, you your- didn't they also, uh, what's his name? Sebastian Ajo was injured too recently. Yeah. For a while. Mm-hmm. And they still went on a tear. Yeah. And, and now Jordan Stahl. And they, and they, and like their goaltending, like who would have thought? Petro. Yeah. Jo- oh yeah. 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 I, 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 I felt pretty good about Ranta though after last year, but who would have thought that Jordan Stahl would look like this? Like he looks like prime Eric Stahl. Right. Instead of 37-year-old Jordan Stahl. So, yeah, you're right. Stefan Nason, six goals uh, on the power play. Yeah. Six power play goals. He was playing in the American League last year. Yeah. Like, man. They're a good team. They are. They're very Look, good. They're very just, good. They're very well-rounded. They're good at every position. They're deep. They're getting good goaltending. Yeah. Uh, I, I really like them. I, yeah. Yeah, I really, really like them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and, and a, a huge and driving Tam- factor for me, and and the fact that Tampa's just gonna beat everybody. So, you think so? Didn't you just say that Boston was your favorite for the cup? Yeah, but you know, I mean, how can you how can you bet against Tampa in any seven game series? <sighs> it's hard to. It really is. <laughs> they <laughs> won a lot, and of it's them. really gonna be. It's gonna be yeah. really hard. Which is yeah. why, which is why the Leafs are gonna lose in the first round again. <laughs> 
Well, it looks like the Leafs in Tampa are headed back to, to yep. facing each other. And uh, they'll get enormous respect again, or mad respect, whatever it was that they got last year. And they had is that is that what they got? Was there a quote with that? There was a quote with that, and then like you know, like Twitter's a cesspool at the best of times, right? But right. sometimes it can be wonderful because about like less than five minutes after after Sheldon Keefe said that, yeah, somebody did tweeted a picture of a banner. Up at the Scotiabank Center, mad respect from Tampa Bay Lightning. It was That's just, so funny. It was just ridiculous. One of, so, anyways, one of my favorite uh, coaching moments. One of my favorite coach moments in the Stanley Cup Finals was when Stanley Cup Final. Sorry, what? And it wasn't the Stanley Cup Final either. It was just in the playoffs. Okay, was when uh, <clears throat> Anaheim played John Gibson against. Um, the LA Kings. Yeah. And it was like John Gibson's, you know. Yeah. And when they went up, when they went up. Yeah. yeah and, yeah. and, and, and somebody asked Daryl Sutter about John Gibson and Daryl Sutter said, totally deadpan. Yeah. Uh, he's like the greatest goalie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so good. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we are soaring into 2023, starting off with an <clears throat> excellent episode. And before you go, we've got one last little segment. Won't take long. But what is your prediction for a hot take? Okay. Like, yeah. Like, maybe you could punch it up a little bit, Dylan. Like, maybe you could make it a little more. Like, I, okay. when I, when okay, I, no, no, I'm ready. I'm when ready. I, when I emailed you, I said, let's do our searing white hot okay no no hot I, I got take. this okay i got this okay i'm, okay. I'm moving the mic away okay because okay, yeah, okay. i gotta because i gotta do it right okay. you know yeah yeah all right you ready yep what's your prediction for the hottest <laughs> take of 20 oh yeah 23 in the nhl or other hockey what take is rising to the top is that supposed to be like uh the the that's the Macho Man. Baby. The Macho Man, yeah, yeah. Randy Savage. Yeah, yeah that's Randy what I thought it was. Savage. Yeah, okay. Yeah, what do you um, think? Okay, so let's is that is that hot take enough? Is, uh, uh, I thought it was kind of stupid, but anyway, yeah, it was stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh no, I was trying okay, to seem so very now, intelligent. So now, like, you just have to set it up that this is like a searing, searing hot take. Hot take. This is like the biggest hot take that you'll ever hear. Yeah. Okay. And it has to and be mine somewhat. Is, Put possible, but it but it is going and to be mine. A hot mine time. is yeah that the rapidly and dramatically fading Montreal Canadiens <laughs> are going to win the draft lottery. Yeah, and the right to pick Connor Bedard with, and they're going to win it with Florida's pick. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> They're going to win it with a Florida Panthers pick, oh, which man. is not lottery like, protected. The first you have to finish not it. protected pick, yeah. first round pick traded <laughs> in like 15 years. Yeah. You have to, you have to uh, finish in the bottom 11 yes. in order to have a chance to win the lottery. Yes. And the Florida Panthers, I believe... As of right now, are the ninth worst team in the NHL. Oh yes, and they're and and I expect them to drop. What Do a you? shite show that is! Do you expect them to drop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I've said this before. I think but, they might. Uh, I think they might be sellers. It's a trade I don't deadline. Think that Paul I think Maurice they might be very good. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, I don't think Sergei Bobrovsky and Spencer Knight are very good. Oh, that one's crazy. Yeah. That was, like it's it's crazy because Spencer Knight, I still think, is going to be an excellent goalie in the NHL. Yeah, and my uh, inability to let go of an, a goalie assessment has served me well this year specifically with Carter Hart. Mm-hmm. Every year I say I say he could still be an excellent excellent goalie in the NHL. Yeah, and this year, bingo. You know, you say mm-hmm. it long enough mm-hmm. and it'll happen, yeah. right? Yeah. And and so, but Bobrovsky, it just, who would have thought? I would have. No, but that he sucks fast. since he got there. He no, but that's what I'm saying, though. There. That's what I'm saying. From the time, from the day yeah. that he signed that contract, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, don't sign a 30-year-old to an eight-year, you know, $10 million contract. Okay, no problem. But tomorrow? 
Yeah. You couldn't get yeah. an hour of viability out of that Man, contract? That, but that five days, like, geez, they signed Bobrovsky, and then, like, four or five days later, they drafted... Spencer Knight in the first round. Yeah. And you're thinking, oh man, their goaltending set for 10 years. No, no, it's uh, it's actually not. Yeah, it's apparently actually not. not. Yeah. Well, but yeah. I mean, I always reference the fact that Montreal uh, drafted Carey Price the year that Jose Theodore won the Hart Vesna. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's it, goaltending takes a while. And oh, smart of course. Teams it know does. that. Yeah, of course. Which does, is yeah. why the Florida Panthers thought, let's put Knight in now. Yeah. Well, a lot of goalies. <laughs> Don't even do it with the organization that drafts them. I'm planning like on just rounding into form in the next five years or so. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> Takes a while. Yeah. <laughs> so but, yeah, that's yeah. my hot take. They're gonna they're gonna win the lottery. The Montreal Canadiens are gonna win the draft lottery. Connor Bedard is gonna be a Montreal Canadian for the 2023-24 season, and they're gonna win it just to just to just to to make it even worse. They're gonna win it with Florida's pick. Two follow up questions. Yep. One. It has been rumored that Tesla employees are currently being pulled away from their Tesla customer service jobs to deal with Twitter issues. Really? Okay. If the Montreal Canadiens... That's, that, that's what I want. I want a guy who builds cars to be doing Well, it's Twitter the CSR stuff. reps, but yeah. Oh, I, is it? Okay. Yeah. Okay, whatever. If the Montreal Canadiens win that draft lottery yep. and all the conspiracy And they're going to have the first abound, and like fourth pick. And all the conspiracy theories abound... Will that finally break Twitter for once and for all? Mm. I just signed up for Mastodon, so I'm kind of curious. Oh, have you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I have I zero followers. Oh, good for yeah. you. Good I've, for you. Yeah. I'm about yeah. as successful on Mastodon <laughs> as I am on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. No, no, it won't break Twitter. No. Okay. No. And uh, and the second one, this is a tougher one. This That was the jokey mm. one. This is the mm. more serious one. Like, is that is that fireable for Bill Zito? After having such a bad year and then having no pot of gold at the end of that. You know what I mean? Well, he hired the coach. Yeah. Florida ownership is temperamental as well. He hired the coach. He made the trades. <coughs> he swung for the fences. He got them into salary. Well, they were kind of already in salary cap hell yeah that well no they weren't because as long as you're good you're not in salary cap hell he's kind of put them in salary cap hell because they're not good and they've and and they they have no way out but florida other, ownership other than, is always than, me as temperamental right because yeah. they had the they computer have, boys and, and, and then they're no like nah, forget it and then they have no picks they have no picks yeah coming um, yeah because is it traded- fireable for bills you know i don't i don't think so but um wow yeah so I think of, I think that Bill Zito is a pretty smart general manager. I agree in general, and and so I whenever stuff like this sort of happens, I always wonder. Much like the uh, much like Don Waddell, I think is a very smart general manager. And when they offer sheet to Emmy, I was really starting to think to myself, was that Don Waddell? It wasn't. Of course, it, it totally wasn't, wasn't. Right. Yeah, and so yeah. with certain, no st- hockey guy is going to do that. With some of the stuff, Don Waddell's a hockey guy through and through, and yeah. no hockey guy is going to offer sheet Yasperi Kotkaniemi because he's got a little pissing match going with the other team. Right. And so over what I don't, even, I don't even remember what it's over now. It was Montreal offer sheet of Sebastian Aho. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a guy who's actually good. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You tried to take one of our fins. <laughs> we'll try to take one of your fins. Okay. Yeah. Um, but this is what I'm. This is what I'm saying is that. So sometimes I just I I, I wonder what ownership involvement is. And, and with Florida basically having cleaned house like twice in the last ten years, mm-hmm. I, that's why I kind of you know what I mean. I, yeah, I'm yeah. not trying to say yeah. this as something against Bill Zito per se. Right. I'm trying to say that right. Like, they're right. they're one of those markets that I don't know. Maybe they maybe, know what yeah, do. maybe they give him a chance to clean it up. You know. Maybe. Um, and but it's a it's a, it's a big one, yeah. It's a big one. All right. So my hot take: I I tried to come up with something that would just be so uniquely perfect for the team. My hot take is that the Vancouver Canucks trade J T. Miller so that they have the cap space to sign Bo Horvat, and then are unable to sign Bo Horvat. Woof! That might break Twitter <laughs> yeah, right there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, knowing Vancouver fans? Vancouver fans? They're oh. the angriest bunch of people ever. They love Twitter. Oh, man. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. I used to, when I traveled when I traveled with the Leafs, yeah, yeah. I used to go to Vancouver and I'd be like, 
the writers are always pissed off. The fans are always <laughs> pissed off. Like it's like it's like you live in the nicest city in the world, or yeah. one of them. Yeah, definitely in the country. Yeah, you definitely. Got this beautiful city here. Yeah, and you guys are all pissed off about everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the sky is falling on your heads for yeah. the Canucks. Yeah, <laughs> that that would be apropos. I feel like it would because it, it's not without precedent, considering that they got rid of Toffoli to sign Jake Vertanen. So what you're saying is Bo Horvat before the trade deadline. Uh, they, uh, they're going to trade JT Miller and Bo Horvat's going to tell them, yeah, there's a, you know, there's a, there's a chance, you know, like oh, they'll, they, he'll lead them on and lead them on enough, just enough for them to think that they've, they're going to re-sign him. And then he's going to go, yeah, you know what? I've taken it this far. I might as well go to July 1st. It might come. Yeah. It might come completely or honestly. July, whatever it is this year. Yeah. It yeah, might yeah. come completely honestly where yeah, Bo yeah. Horvat <laughs> is legitimately like, you know, yeah, you know, I'll sign with you guys. We just got to make the the numbers work. I I mean, Elliot Friedman reported that about Johnny Goodrow. Yeah. That he was planning on signing with the Flames and then just flew home and just like basically on his way home just was like, I'm done with doing this flying or, or something to that effect. Yeah, yeah. Right? I don't yeah, want to I don't want to yeah. put words in his yeah, mouth yeah, or yeah, radio yeah, him, but yeah. something to that effect <clears> where <throat> where he he was dealing in good faith that he was going to sign with the Flames. Right. And I'm not saying that so I'm not saying that Bo Horvat is going to, you know, you know, leave Vancouver with his two middle fingers in the air, you know. And you know what I mean? Like but what I am saying is that it wouldn't surprise me to see him play out the rest of the year in Vancouver and it turn into an even bigger tire fire post-trade deadline and him just go, boy, I don't know anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? Yep. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, that would be apropos of the, of the Vancouver Canucks. It would be. Anything else you want to touch on before we get out of here? No, I think we've, I think we've pretty much beaten every horse to death. Yeah. To this point. Yeah. Trade, trade deadline's still a little too far away. And you start. know what they say. Yeah. Beat a dead horse. Yeah. The, the expression is you can't beat a dead horse. It's a, it's a joke. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a good one. Too. Oh, you can't beat. Yeah. I guess. I said, okay. you know what they say? Beat a dead horse. I still don't follow. Because you can't beat a dead horse. Okay, because okay, it's mind. already dead. Is that yeah. What you're well, that's what they. That's what. Oh, okay. That's, that's what right. they say. I don't know. I've never beaten a horse alive or dead. Mm. You know, truthfully. Right. Okay. You know, <laughs> I uh, just not being in my uh, not wheelhouse being in my in, in, my, in, in, in my in my uh, tapestry of life experience okay. has not included beating livestock. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. So anyways, uh, we'll leave it there. <laughs> Check out kencampbell.substack.com to get this podcast directly into your inbox. Of course, Ken's great writing. Check out at hockey, no filter on Twitter at Ken underscore Campbell 27, of course, at underscore Dylan Waugh, And we will talk to you later.